When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and we are here just like every other Sunday to recap some Auburn Tigers baseball. We're here to talk about the trip up to Lexington, Kentucky this weekend, dropping two out of three games to the Kentucky Wildcats. And then we're going to talk about some SEC tournament baseball. We're going to talk about where Auburn finished up in the bracket. We're going to talk about who they play starting Tuesday in the single elimination round. And we're going to talk about if they win that game, who do they play Wednesday coming up in the double elimination round. So, a lot to look forward to. Auburn finishes up the regular season at 37-18 and 18 and, and 16-13 and 13 in the SEC standings. So, with that being said, man, great year for Auburn Tigers baseball. Butch Thompson and staff, a hell of a season with, with so much in the preseason talking down on you guys and, and just no love from the media and, and finished – uh, predicted to finish sixth and seventh in the SEC West. Just an absolutely incredible year, man. And and being being mentioned for a, a host site in these NCAA regionals, and and just so much so much good to look forward to with Auburn Tigers baseball, man. This team has has gotten Plainsman Park packed out, and 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 just so much excitement. Like I said, and and um, just guys that love each other, man, that, that step up each and every night. And, and we've seen it with a guy like Mason Barnett stepping up for Hayden Mullins and, and just absolutely incredible stuff, man. I, I love this team with all my heart. And it's been so much fun watching them battle every, you know, every game and, and all year long, man. It's just been an absolute blast. The big time at bats, Sonny DeShera doing what he's done, Brooks Carlson being so clutch all year and Bobby Pierce and, 
Man, I, I could Blake Rambush. I could keep going. Case and How the the incredible catches out in center field, the big time hits, and you got guys like Garrett Farquhar stepping in for Cole Foster, and it's just it's 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 a lot of love on this baseball team. It's a lot a lot of love, man, and and I can't I can't wait to see where it goes. So, with that being said, we're gonna kick it over here to Billy Up Sports Network. We're gonna show them their love and and for allowing us to to be on their network, and and we really appreciate each and every one of you at Billy Up Sports. So here we go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What is up, everybody, and welcome back, man. I, first thing I want to say to start off this episode is War Damn Eagle, right? Uh, I'm super, super proud of this baseball team. Like I was just saying in the little pre-show entrance, man, one thing I didn't want to do is, is start off this episode with uh, some news that Lindsey Crosby has shared on Twitter this morning that Hayden Mullins needs Tommy John surgery. Man, best of, you know, uh, get well soon, man. Best of wishes and best of luck to you on the on the rehab and and Hayden, man, you're you're phenomenal. Right? You uh, the things you did for this Auburn baseball team, absolutely phenomenal. And we hate to see you go down with injury. It sucks. Uh, he was our Friday night guy, and uh, it's it's a gut punch. It's a gut punch and something that we got to overcome. And and you know, I, no doubt. No doubt in my mind that Auburn can overcome this. Uh, we got a guy like Mason Barnett who steps in for that Friday night role, man, and, and just pitches his ass off. So, uh, love to see it. Like I said, this Auburn team, you know, super close, stepping up for each and everybody. Uh, just a lot of love in that in that clubhouse, man. So, want to want to kick things off with with the freaky series up in Lexington this weekend. You know, the rain rolls in Thursday. It was supposed to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Turns out that weather, once again, screws Auburn over. Um, they cancel the game Thursday, come back with a 1 o'clock doubleheader on Friday. Like I said, Mason Barnett gets the ball. He gets touched up a little bit, goes three and a third, I believe, gives up four runs, and look, I'm not going to pin this one on Mason, right? Not going to pin it on Mason. What I'm going to pin it on is, is our offense, okay? Our offense had multiple opportunities. I think there was two innings in this game that we let get away, and I think if those two innings are a little different, Auburn would have had a chance to win this game. And, and it all started in the in the excuse me in the top of the first. Auburn loads the bases up with one out. You know, and 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 I get on this podcast, man, and I tell you how great Auburn can hit the baseball. And and I tell you every episode that we got a puncher's chance because we can hit with anybody, and we get back to back K's in the top of the first with the bases loaded with one out. You know, I mean, just I think the game goes in a completely different direction if we strike there, and we come out in the bottom of the first, and Kentucky gets a two out RBI double to go up one to nothing. And then we don't do anything in the top of the second, and we come out in the bottom of the second, and they go up two to nothing on a bunt single. And so right there, you're down, you're down two to nothing. And the inning that I think just was the absolute backbreaker was the fourth inning. We go in the top of the fourth, and we had runners on second and third with one out, and you get a K and a and a fly out. And look, I know I give Nate Larue props in the midweek recap. 
against Sanford and how clutch he was in, in that game. And, and hey, he's been a big freaking part of this Auburn baseball team behind the plate and offensively. But that was a big A-B right there in the fourth. And, and I know it was a questionable strike three call. Man, I know. But in that situation, we cannot be looking at pitches like that, man. Yeah, I mean, you've got to pull the trigger there. You know, you've got to pull the trigger. It's too close to take. And he had been given both guys that the first three innings. He had been given that that fastball in the outer half that looked a little out. Man, it looked out. But he had been calling it. He had been calling it for those first three innings. And and Nate looked at it. He stared at it. And he rung him up. He did not hesitate. So, you know, Farquhar comes up. He lifts one in the air. Kentucky retires the side. And we left, we left ten men on base, man. We left ten men on base. And that that was the most frustrating thing about the entire series. It was all the people that Auburn left on base, man. You got to drive these guys in, man. If we're gonna go far in this in this postseason, we have we cannot have games like that. We have to drive guys in, um, you know. And in the bottom of the fourth, Kentucky went in up two to nothing. They hit a couple doubles. They they get to Mason Barnett. They pull him. And John Armstrong comes in to pitch, and, and Kentucky, uh, they, they open it up to 4 nothing, and, and then in the top of the six, man, Farquhar, you know, he has come in and for Cole Foster, and, and he's, you know, he, he's been seeing the ball pretty well lately. Uh, he's been hitting the ball really nice this week. And he comes in and he drives a, drives a single and, and gets a run with two outs, and Auburn kind of, you know, it kind of looks like they have life right there. They're down four to one, and they're going into the bottom of the sixth. And what do you know? Kentucky strikes back. I think it was a leadoff walk that that opened up the inning, and Kentucky comes around to score. They make it five to one, and and you know that was pretty much it in game one. That was all there is to talk about. Like I said, those two innings, the first inning and the fourth inning. That was pretty much it, man. That that was the whole recap of the game right there. Auburn just did not hit the baseball. They ended up with four total hits. And, man, two out hitting. Kentucky with two out hitting. I mean, they did it. We didn't. And and there's more to come from Kentucky with two out hitting. They're not done. They're not done, right? Um, The bullpen stepped up and did your job. Only allowed one run. I think allowed four hits. and, And it was like four four or five innings, something like that, man. Uh, so, you know, game one, bullpen did their job. That was the one bright spot. Come back right after game one, dropping the first game to Kentucky, five to one. You got a, you got a double header, so you got Trace Bright on the mound in game two, a guy that we believe in, we trust. He's been, he's been nails here lately on this back end of the season. He has been pitching lights out. And we come up in, in the first two innings, and what do you know, we leave five five total base runners on and and what that's 15 and 11 innings so come in and in the bottom of the second and Ritter hits a bomb for Kentucky man he was swinging the stick all freaking weekend and and but then after that man Trace Bright was absolutely nails he was sharp and 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 uh he pitched his ass off and then you know top of the third Case and Howell comes up two RBI double and then Farquhar with a base hit to right center he makes it three to one uh, BMO and Sonny D score, and then Farquhar drove in Case and Howe, and there's your three runs. But after that, man, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know Auburn. I know Auburn scores three more runs, but 
that fourth inning, all right, that guy catches that fly ball. That's a routine fly ball. That ball is supposed to be caught. Sun, sunshade, sunglasses, whatever or not, I don't care. That ball has got to be caught from Kentucky, all right? And if that ball is caught, Auburn, it's a different game. All right? The bats just didn't show up this weekend. And that's what I'm here to say. Like That was the most frustrating thing. We, we caught a break. We caught a break in game two. We caught a break. With in top four, Sonny D, he drew his fifth walk in the fourth inning of game two in the series. His fifth walk. Teams are just saying, hey, look, somebody else is going to have to beat us because we're not letting him swing the bat. <laughs> I mean, so Bobby Pierce comes up and hits a ball to center field. Their center fielder comes in. It looks like he's about to catch it, and then it just, just goes right through him uh, to the wall. And uh, and AU takes a four to one lead. Brooks Carlson comes up and singles to center to make it five to one. And that was that was it. After that, <coughs> excuse me, that was it. Auburn, Auburn's bats went absolutely dead after the fourth. Absolutely dead, man. Bottom of the fourth, uh, Ritter doubles. Like I said, man, he stroked it all weekend for Kentucky. Made it five to two. And then in the bottom of the fifth, Trace Bright shuts them down. Bottom of the six, Carson Swilling comes in. Uh, he's been great the past couple weeks. Pitches a scoreless bottom of the sixth. And then in the seventh, he gives up a solo jack. Makes it a 5-3 to three game. Kentucky's starting to work their way back in it. Like I said, you go back to that fourth inning. That doesn't happen in center field. It's a different game. Uh, and then you got bottom eight, man. Blake Burkhalter comes in. He comes in to, to shut the door. And one thing I did not get with Kentucky right here is Kentucky had a runner on first in a two-run game, right? And you, you go to take second. You go to take second, and you get hosed by a mile with who up to bat? The guy that can put it out of the park in one swing of the bat, Ritter, all right? And LaRue hoses him. They put LaRue in. He didn't play the second game because he caught the first game, and they defensive subbed in. And LaRue hosed him by five feet, okay? I mean, BMO was standing there waiting on him. It, it was an absolute just laser beam down there, and Auburn knew he was stealing. Um, and, and you know, Burke Halter pumping the ched like that, you know, and, and his quick delivery to the plate. It was just a recipe for disaster for Kentucky, but my question is is why do you even do that? Why do you take you know, why do you take the bat out of one of your best hitters' hands who can tie it up right there? And and I know uh, you know, me and a couple guys that follow Auburn baseball, we're in a we're in a group message and we talk and, and during the games and everything and one of the guys said, Hey, you know, I think it was to give him a fresh count. Well, the only thing with my the only thing with that and my take on that is you know, my college coach used to tell me, hey, it's strike two, not strike three, okay? You get three strikes, all right? And and you, your approach, you know, with a guy like Ritter, man, and just you could still hit the ball out of the park. It's the bottom of the eighth inning. Drive the baseball. Don't Don't shorten up. No, it's the bottom of the eighth inning, man. Drive the baseball. Look for a pitch you can drive. Don't steal and get a guy thrown out and Ritter's sitting there with his hands at home plate and he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, why did we just do that? Why? Like, I'm up here trying to drive the baseball, tie the game up, 
and you take the bat out of my hands. Questionable. Questionable from Kentucky there. But you come in, top of the ninth, BMO executes a squeeze play, uh, lays down a nice bunt, makes it 6-3, to three, uh, and then you come in in the bottom of the ninth and Blake Burkhalter nails, goes and gets it, absolute stud. Uh, can't ask much more from him there. Love bringing him in in the eighth and letting him work in the eighth and ninth. And then, you know, you you tie the series, man. You tie the series, and like I always say, you go in to what's supposed to be Sunday, uh, which was Saturday in in this series with with uh, Jogo on the mound, man. You got Joseph Gonzalez, Gonzo, whatever you want to call him, and you're feeling really confident. I always tell you, each and every episode, Auburn's got a puncher's chance. The way they swing the bat. And, unfortunately, Auburn did not swing the bat in Game 3. So, uh, you know, I know the weather delay. A lot of people said, hey, you know, the weather messed us up. I don't buy that. I'm not for that. I'm not about making excuses and and saying that, you know, it lost us the game. No, it, it absolutely did not lose us the game. Did it mess up Joseph Gonzalez? Absolutely, because he was freaking rolling, all right? Gonzo had his shit Saturday, and he was rolling. The weather delay, that is one thing. The weather delay, he keeps pitching, and who knows, it might shake out a little differently. But it didn't lose us the game, so let's get that clear. Uh, What lost us the game is just us not being able to hit all freaking weekend. That's what lost us the game. So uh, you come in in the first, man, Rambush still second, and Brooks Carlson drives him in in the top of the first with two outs. Finally, Auburn gets a two-out hit, get a, a two-out run. Uh, that's that's how you win games, and, you know, nothing really happened. It was one to nothing. Uh, and then you get the 90-minute lightning delay. Gonzo, like I said, he can't come back out. Auburn's up one to nothing. And you got Carson Skipper who comes on in the sixth. He gives up a leadoff double, got one out. After the K, and then he walks the guy. And then this is where absolute chaos just happens. Uh, Nate LaRue throws the ball behind the runner at second. The ball gets away, looks like it hit him, bounces out in the center field. Uh, the runner comes in to score. The runner at first advances to second. It's a tie game, one-to-one. Kentucky's got all the momentum. They're hooping and a hollering, man. They're looking like they're going to the SEC tournament. They were fighting for their lives. And, and you just let a team hang around too long. You let a team hang around too long, and you didn't give any run support. So, uh, ground out, and, and the runner advances to 3B. There's two outs now, and then you got to walk. All right, Skipper gets worked for a walk. What do I tell you guys? Each and every episode, walks kill, man. Two out walks kill. Any walks, any base on balls, any hit by pitches, they all hurt. They all hurt. Just absolutely gut wrenching, man. They, oh man, it, it, it's it's it, it would drive, it would drive a knife straight through the heart, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're they're just they're crucial. Can't give free passes. So they they pull Skipper and they bring in John Armstrong and another walk. He walks the first guy he sees, man. Bases loaded, two outs, and then Kentucky goes on a hitting spree. Get a base hit, scores two. Next guy, another hit. It's four to one. Then next guy, one more hit. It's five to one. Next thing you know, you're down uh, four runs, and and they bring in Chase also. He ends the inning, and then top of the seventh, man, you get a little life. You're down five to one, and Bobby Pierce hits a nuke. All right, so now 
Guess what? You're down five to two. But then you come in in the bottom of the seventh. Kentucky says, hey, we're answering right back. Also gives up a double and then a two-out hit, and Kentucky takes a 6-2 to two lead. Like I keep saying, Kentucky, man, two-out hits, two-out hits. It was all weekend. They were hitting with two outs. They were driving runners in. Is incredible stuff, man. Tip your cap to them. That's all you can do. Um, and then Sonny Deshare comes in in the ninth and hits a solo bomb. Hit an absolute tank, man. Uh, the dude's special. He especially is up for SEC Player of the Year. If he doesn't win it, it's an absolute travesty if he doesn't win SEC Player of the Year. I don't get it, man. I know other people put up better stats, but damn, this dude gets walked almost every at-bat. I mean, what what do you want? You want him to start chasing chasing pitches out of the zone? And, and I'll tell you, sometimes he does because he gets frustrated because nobody will pitch to him. Nobody will pitch to him. But, hey. Auburn drops two out of three. They lose game three, six to three. And, you know, weather, you know, it, it happens. Gonzo couldn't keep going. It is what it is, man. It, it's not why we lost the game. We lost the game because our bullpen was absolutely terrible uh, in in that game three. And tip your hat to Kentucky, man. They, they got it done with two outs, and, and they hit all weekend. So, with that being said, man, the SEC tournament, I told you we were going to talk about it. LSU comes back and beats Vanderbilt. They hung 21 runs up on Vandy. They get the four seed because of the rain out with Auburn and Alabama last Sunday. Uh, that That's what screwed us, honestly, not the rain in the Kentucky series. It was more so the rain in the Alabama series. Um, and Auburn falls to the number five seed. Auburn is going to take on Kentucky in game four on Tuesday. Single elimination. They're going to rematch with Kentucky at 430 Central, projected first pitch. So, if Auburn wins that, then you move into the double elimination round. You play number four LSU on Wednesday. So, the SEC tournament is set. That is what it looks like for Auburn. That is the path. And uh, congratulations to Texas A&M on winning the SEC West. I want to throw that in there. It was a hell of a a hell of a uh, four team competition all year, man. The East had Tennessee from out the gate. We all know that they were never looking back. But man, you had Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Texas A and M all battling right there all year long in the West. It was absolutely fun to watch. What an incredible, incredible SEC baseball year, man. It's the greatest conference on earth, man, and it always has been, and it always will be. Okay. Just the best athletes in the world, they they all come to the SEC. Don't get it twisted, man. Don't make it don't make it any more difficult than what you got to. All right, you you better love this conference. You better love it because it's going to give you the absolute best year in and year out. Football, basketball, baseball, it, it's just going to keep hammering home at you. So, with that being said, can't wait for this week. Tuesday, man, we're going to recap every game Auburn plays in the SEC tournament. Even if it's just the Tuesday matchup, we're going to recap it with Kentucky. Can't wait to get another shot at the Wildcats. And with that being said, I'm going to end this episode with a war damn eagle, and I will catch you guys on the next one. See you all this week. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 